Peace and blessings. Welcome to the Send In, Thou Shalt Not Pray. I am your hostess, the Real First Lady. On this show, we will have controversial discussions about sensitive topics relating to spirituality, relationships, and connecting one-on-one with our Creator. Have you ever been sad on Valentine's Day? Have you ever sacrificed for someone? If so, then I have been in your shoes. In this episode, Pearls are a girl's best friend. You will understand Matthew 13, 45, and 46. You will understand the absolute truth meaning of love. You will learn to look beyond the superficial and feel more confident with your personal one-on-one relationship with God and then with others. For more information about me, visit my website, goingpublic.live. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, email me at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. I may use it for an episode discussion. 1-866-832-LADY. Please subscribe and leave a review. Like, follow, and share. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's get in this. We're going to jump right in with some news. And of course, the number one news for today, it's not Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm kind of feeling myself a little bit today. We win it. We win it. We win it. Hey, we know Cooper Cup. He's feeling himself today. He won the receiving triple crown, the offensive player of the year, the Super Bowl MVP. That's that trifecta right there. And he says he does it for the crown that lasts forever. He said, God is good. You see, that's what I'm talking about. That was last week's scripture in a nutshell in real life. Romans 5, 3 and 4. We also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope come on now that's scripture in real life and i'm proud of him and if you notice if you go online you'll see him you'll see him kneeling at the end and that is just the most humble thing for him to do to prove that he believes what he says and he shows it and he won and he gave glory to God and so that that's what winners do that's what winners do we don't take credit we give glory to God and boom look it I'm telling you this thing right here it works listen to only half listen to only half now listen also we're gonna talk about some black history relating to love and Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk about a little bit about Valentine's now. The envelope seal, F.W. Leslie, the cellular phone, Henry Sampson. Of course, a man would create a cell phone so he can get out the house. Yeah. Kitchen table, H.A. Jackson. 
Kitchen table. See there? Kitchen table. We always talk about that table. What you bring to the table? Um, H.A. Jackson created the kitchen table. The fire escape ladder, J.B. Winters. And so, of course, there you go again. A fire escape ladder. Hmm. Yeah. Pacemaker. Hey, keep that heart ticking. Otis Boykin. The fountain pen that you use to write them sweet nothings with. W.B. Purvis. And there's even a chair to go along with that table created by John Purdy. And coincidentally, not the picnic tables, the chairs, folding ones. They're used today everywhere at graduations and picnics and things like that. So these are sustainable contributions to mankind. Another one, of course, I don't want to be remiss because this is the really the most important one because it goes with the episode today. Dr. Charles Drew, of course, he was the, he did, he researched and he studied and discovered a way to preserve blood in the form of plasma so it could be stored. For a long period of time. And I know a lot of people that be faithful with that plus with that plasma. I see them on lined up, lined up. They be I've heard of people having getting invitations in the mail and getting big money and stuff, you know, for that plasma. People believe in that. So that is a blessing. That's a gift that keeps on giving. Really, it is. Now, I want to talk about, this is absolutely insane. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day and what it really is. This is some news. First of all, I want to give to you that in the 1400s, the Valentine's Day, it started way back then. And it was with a gentleman named Valentine. And it just spiraled from there. The 1800s. It was uh, love that was commercialized. Uh, the two, early 2000s, that's when they started to modernize it with grander gifts and engagements and luxurious holidays, cars, and things like that. That's pretty extensive, very, very expensive. Uh, but this is what, according to one of the top millennial marketing agencies. Valentine's Day is actually less popular among men than women. 13% of men say Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday. 8% of men absolutely hate it. 13% of women claim Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday compared to just 5% who hate it. Women enjoy the single life more than men do. This is what this research shows. Only 9% of women are single and actively searching compared to 13% of men who say they are single and want a girlfriend. Valentine's Day isn't just for unmarried people. Of course, we do know that, but... 46% still celebrate Valentine's Day with their spouse. Now, 
Valentine's Day is all around the world. They've got it in Brazil, but they celebrate theirs June 12th. It's called Lover's Day. And then they have one in Spain, uh, the Day of Love. That's in October. And then they have in Wales, it's in January. Uh, actually, what they do is they uh, exchange wooden spoons. The two lovers, they exchange wooden spoons <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Tell that to a woman here in the United States that you're going to give them a wooden spoon for Valentine's Day and see what happens. Now, this is my favorite one, though. Ghana is National Chocolate Day today. It's National Chocolate Day. Chocolate and love go hand in hand in this celebration. And it is on February the 14th as well. Isn't that something? Chocolate in the chocolate month. All right. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is the part that's kind of sad a little bit. 13 billion is spent over 13 billion with a B on Valentine's Day. Annually. Come on. That is insane. 180 million is the number of Valentine's Day cards that are exchanged every year. 198,000 number of roses. That's a lot. 85% of Valentine's Day cards are purchased by women. 73% of flowers are purchased by men. All right, I'm loving these this information. Uh, they say that even 14% of the women send flowers to themselves. You go, girl. That's what I'm talking about. 61% of the consumers who celebrate this holiday are the ones who are spending all of this insane amount of money but this is in conclusion with this my absolute favorite fact of this 53 percent is the percent of women who claim they will end their relationship if they don't receive something mm. Did you hear what I said? 53%. Uh-oh. Somebody is going to be in trouble <laughs> tonight. Which brings me to this last piece of news, which is important. Some fruit for your imagination. <laughs> they say that the full moon is coming up on Wednesday, which is the 16th. This Wednesday, they say it is going to be a full moon. So now, they say that the full moon transformed men into werewolves. And they say that nights of full moon will involuntarily transform a man into a werewolf. A terrifying creature <laughs> that's half man 
and half animal. <laughs> if we could get so lucky. <laughs> and enough, they say the full moon drives people crazy. <laughs> now, this is kind of serious, though. They say the number of accidents, crimes, and suicides double during full moon evenings. And they say that, of course, we know that it plays on your emotions and your mood. I might be able to agree with that. The legend states that our feelings will be increased 10 times over. Insomnia will hit us harder. And a natural aggressiveness within people and animals will intensify. Now listen, you might want to stay in on Wednesday. According to the ancient belief, if you hung your laundry out to dry during a full moon, then your white clothes will come out spotless because the moon will bleach your clothes. Now that's some good information and I'm willing willing to, you know, test that out. They say that if you cut your hair on the evening of the full moon, it will grow back quicker. They say it plays an essential role in the vegetable growth. So they say that it's the same thing with the hair and with the nails. And this is last and certainly not least. And the most important part of it, it says that the full moon triggers childbirth. Oh my God. I'm back. So I wanted to just point out one more last thing about the Super Bowl. <laughs> of course, that's still on my mind. I'm feeling that. I'm going to be on that all week. All week. I got to do that all week. But they were complaining. They said that the NFL told Eminem not to kneel. And he did it anyway. Uh, I The whole Super Bowl to me was a whole spiritual thing. The outcome was spiritual. And so I don't really necessarily know if he was taking a knee or whether he was praying. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say he was praying and my, the way I feel about it, that's how I took it. And, uh, I think he was taking a knee on the devil. So sometimes you got to, uh, Colin Kaepernick, the devil, you know, so I'm a Colin Kaepernick, the devil. And that's what I'm a claim that as, okay. <laughs> that really, honestly, you got to look at things differently. Stop looking at things negatively. We should have been looking at him and saying, oh, he's praying. What a wonderful thing. But nope, we jump right to the negative. So anyway, let's get to this episode coming from Matthew 13, 45. Pearls are a girl's best friend. Now, there is such a thing as a perception and, and a reality. 
So there is a thing where we sometimes believe the hype, where we're on the outside looking in and the other person or other individuals that we're dealing with are on the inside looking out. So there's a natural and there's a supernatural. Remember perception and then there is reality. And so the perception comes through the senses is something that is conceived. It's an idea. It's a notion. And the reality is simple reality. What's real, what's true, what's factual. So I'm going to tell you today what love is. And I already told you what it's not, but. Paul gave a very eloquent case on love in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, which is known as the love chapter. Valentine's Day has nothing to do with love, not real love. Not the razzle-dazzle me with chocolates, flowers, diamonds love. As you saw the survey, I I spoke to you about the survey of over 50% of women that say that there is going to be a major disruption over Valentine's Day if they don't get something. So we have been accustomed to being seduced by things that masquerade as love. And myself personally, I don't, I I really don't like Valentine's Day. Uh, I feel it's almost predatory in nature. It's like a stranger and some candy (laughs) because it's about the exploitation of another person so that you can gain something that's more beneficial to yourself. Think about it. Everybody is doing it. For a gain. Now I want to get something off my chest. That I've been. It's been burning me up. It irritates me to no end. And I am so tired. Of hearing it. And maybe you are too. I don't like that term. What are you bringing to the table? That's the new dialogue. That's the new hello. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous thing. And when you ask that question, I'm thinking instantly, what are you talking about? What table is this you speak of? (laughs) You know, and I've heard men and women say that or ask that question. And I don't think that's a good question. I think it's a stupid question. uh, When you think about it, And you put it in perspective. I'm old school. Now, this is just me. Period. This is just me. I have traditional values. They're somewhat conservative. I believe in democracy over dictatorship. I was raised that the man is the head of the household. It's biblical. I like that. Regardless of whether I make more money or he makes no money. So you got to make sure that 
when you choose someone to govern over you that all those other key points are lined up because money doesn't necessarily eliminate from the scenario because I know a lot of individuals that didn't have any money and knew how to make money, right? So to me, the man is the table. Now, a table has legs. And since a woman was created from a man, from the rib, the table, your table wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Remember, God said it's not good for man to be alone. I will create for him a helper. So now we have to give strength to the perceived weakness. We have to get some order. We need order. We really do. So let's forget about that table. Let's just forget about the table that we don't we don't need. Uh we don't need chairs. We don't need utensils. None of that. In some cultures around the world, it's customary to sit on the floor and eat on the floor and eat with your hands. And as a matter of fact, it's more natural, primal. There's health benefits, helps manage weight loss, helps with posture, blood circulation, makes your heart stronger, makes you more humble, helps with your digestion, stuff like that. Yoga, hey, all that. Sitting Indian style. So don't ask questions that you're not prepared for the correct answer. So don't ask that question, please, ever. Don't ask that question, okay? We need to give God some respect. Let's get back to the way it's intended to be. That question is uncivilized. Don't fall for it. If somebody asks you, it's a trap question. Disarm them immediately and tell them, I don't need no table. Okay? They're clearly unenlightened. Why bother? Why bother? Okay, talk about some table. Anyway, even though the pop culture era is trying to remix everything, men are trying to talk about 50-50, that that's their prerequisite. You know, that's what their that's their script now that they have flipped. They're they're saying 50-50. And I have a list almost committed to my memory of about 25 to 30 bona fide bachelors who have never been married before that are over the age of 50. They might have some kids, but they've never been married. Now, let's think about that for a second. We as women must take some accountability for this dilemma. I'm a woman. I know my strengths. But most importantly, I know my weaknesses. Any man or any woman, you should know your weaknesses for sure. And so men, they don't, Play that henpeck stuff now. Uh, you know, women are like, no, you have to do this first. No, you have to. Do no, now they're not doing that. They 
are coming up with this new no label dating and all this kind of stuff, which is fine. But anyway, ladies, if you're out here listening, please be careful. Don't fall for the okie doke. These men out here, they are dick smiths. Have you heard of locksmith before? Okay. Well, I'm just, we're adults here. And so I'm going to just break it down for the user. Okay. They have a, com- we have a combination. They fa- They figured it out. They're playing the field. It's level now. Okay. Key lock. Get it? All right. Now, <laughs> that's their 50-50. That's their 50-50. You need it. I do too. Now what we going to do? So, I know that women can be treacherous. We women can be treacherous. More low down. Way dirtier than a man could ever conjure up in his mind. I know that. Being in the ministry, I can tell you that a woman that is on a wrong path will take a man down right along with her in order to get what she wants. I know that. Sometimes we can have the least amount of conscience and the most amount of BS. Yes, it's true. It's a fact. It's in the book. We tear down kingdoms. Men know that. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I don't blame a man for being scared. When a woman says, I love you, a man has come to realize that they don't like that word. And what it represents to the person that's saying it. That's a bad word to a man or even to a woman these days. Unless you're a pimp, that's music to their ears. Remember, that's predatory in nature. That word, love, is misunderstood. Love is not unrestricted tolerance. And if you're dating and you're not married, that means you're just in a situationship, okay? And that's the way it's supposed to be. It's called courting. There's a process for everything. And I do believe that a single individual that is unmarried, unengaged, should have the right to say or feel this way and not say, but I would say you should feel free to say I go on dates with other people. I may sleep with them. I still want to see you. But I also want a certain amount of space. You have to be brave. You have to have courage. It might breed jealousy. It might breed some insecurities in the other person. But that's a personal problem. So we got to start learning how to be honest. But let's understand what love really is and what it is not. 
So when we read the love chapter that Paul wrote with the story of love that's brought to us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the whole entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations all boils down to John 3, 16 with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Love is sacrifice. That's what love is. Love is sacrifice. What greater love hath anyone that they would lay down their life for their friend? Love is about sacrifice. Every human being on the earth has suffered from some type of brokenness. Okay, let me just break it down like this. Brokenness comes out in a lot of different ways of evil, mean, sharp tongue. But brokenness filters into other areas of your life. Uh, your brother-sister relationship. Uh, the destruction of marriages, parental relationships, love relationships. And I've witnessed enough to come to the conclusion that those destructive relationships could have been avoided and rarely would happen when people just learn to keep their mouth closed and seek not to control the other person, but love the other person through their struggle. Everybody has to go through something and it has nothing to do with you. I bear the scars of brokenness of my own. You know, people have been molested, didn't have a mother or a father in their home, had to fight off sexual harassment in the workplace, at school. Uh, it's just people are getting scarred and hurt and beat down because of the actions of people who do not follow the teachings of what thus saith the Lord. And now we don't even know what love is when there has been a clear demonstration. So when you're looking to join forces with another person, especially if you are a Christian, if you're not, then you're fair game to all the drama. And so I'm going to tell you what love is unquestionably, undeniable evidence, not just a feeling or a notion, but what love is. Love is committing to brokenness. When you're looking to commit any type of a commitment, Everybody comes with their own set of flaws. Everybody. Please 
understand one of the most difficult things that you will ever learn is to love brokenness. But when you understand that you were a sinner yourself before God had sent his son and that he laid down his life for me and for you then it might be a little bit easier maybe perhaps to learn loving brokenness because it is the exact thing that we are supposed to do it's the thing that Jesus did by loving some sinners who eventually became his disciples a man named Saul, who was a bounty hunter, who was a murderer by his own confession, who laid waste to the church that Jesus sent his disciples to build. Love is about sacrifice. If you're looking for somebody, you have to decide whether or not you are willing to love their brokenness. Not the good stuff. The brokenness. Broken people will challenge you. But I guarantee you, the most, it, oftentimes, what will happen if you learn to sequester the desire to lash out then that kind of becomes evidence of love in a way. Loving someone through their brokenness. Being grown doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want, whatever you want, whenever you want. It's not about being grown and doing what you want to. It's about doing what you should. If you don't do what you should, there's a wrath that comes with that. There's a wrath that comes with the neglect of your responsibilities as a human being. Neglect always equals wrath. Even if you neglect to tell the truth. So what we're talking about here is love. It's our duty and our responsibility to love each other which is sacrifice. And we have to learn to take our tongue and cast not those thoughts. Love is not a plastic bag over your head. That's Valentine's Day. But I'm going to leave you with this in conclusion. Matthew 13, 45 and 46 talks about the pearl of great value and it's very easy to comprehend. Again, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. A pearl is a symbol of purity and virtue and perfection. 
The ancient Romans and Greeks wore them as a symbol of wealth and prestige. Pearls are a gift from God, not a present, a gift. A gift. Because a pearl is the only gem that is created by a living organism. This is important to remember. The takeaway, a pearl is produced when some type of irritant enters into the shell of an oyster. This irritant can be a particle of any kind, a grain of sand or some type of bacteria, which becomes a great source of pain. So the reaction to this pain is a protective process. It begins to secrete layers of what is called nacre, also known as mother of pearl. And it secretes the layers around this irritant, layer by layer, until this thing that once caused it pain and suffering has turned into this great thing of beauty, a gem of great worth, a pearl. So Jesus is talking about the pearl of great value. Jesus is that merchant and we are the pearl of great value. Jesus gave Everything that he had, his life, and all of that for us. And out of all of the pain and all of the suffering that he endured, we were saved. And the purchase price was his blood. Simple as that. So just because I tell you that I love you, me, don't make a mistake and misunderstand. Be glad. Real love exposes fake love. Real lovers just love. Love is what arouses and ignites the passion. If you have any feedback or if you'd like to add anything in reference to this episode, if you need any advice, I pray for you, you pray for me, Just think of me as your personal first lady. For more information on this episode, please govern yourself accordingly by the show's notes. This is how you can tap in. Subscribe and leave a review. Like, follow, and share. Email me at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. Voice message me at 1-866-832-LADY. For more information about me, goingpublic.live. 
No topic is off limits. If it's in the book, we can talk about it here. Join me next Monday for a brand new episode. If you feel inclined to support this podcast, a link is provided in the show's notes. And I promise you, nobody can go up against the stuff I'm using and I'm sharing it with you. And I guarantee that if you listen to only half of what I tell you, I guarantee you'll be in first place. Thanks for listening. Blessings. Blessings.